I'm almost birthday boy. You're almost birthday boy. Soon to be birthday boy. Are you excited, bud? I am. And since we're archiving a lot of this weekend, I can always go back and remember. <laughs> because in years past, before we started going out, uh -huh. I didn't really archive my birthday experience the way I do now. But now I can go back and listen if I ever had doubts that I actually had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited there, little Jay. Well, I'm glad I get to spend it with you. Oh. Yeah. Well, I hope that these years that we've had a chance to spend Christmas together and your birthday were uh, some of the happiest uh, years for you. Because yeah. I, you make it sound like it's coming to an end after No, 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 no. I don't mean that. Okay. I mean, I hope that they were happier than times past. Yeah, absolutely. Because I really don't like hearing stories about people spending holidays by themselves. Mm. I'm a big holiday person, as you know, and especially Christmas, because Christmas is like one of my favorite holidays ever. And I don't want people spending alo uh, time alone on Christmas. It's it's so sad. Um, and I think, you know, before then, I never would have thought about spending Christmas with a guy. I mean, I, I did once before you, oh. but that's because I wasn't able to go home um, for whatever reason. I think it was expensive expenses, but... Um, you know, I hope I hope that these times have made you um, happier. Yeah, that, without question. I hope they've made you happier, too. Oh, of course. I mean, it's definitely different because I haven't... I mean, most of my life I've spent Christmas with my family, and I haven't spent Christmas with other people. So it's a little bit different. It's still... Uh, I'm still getting used to it, but I, I am enjoying it. You know? And you also get a little bit more attention because with your family, everybody's focusing on other people except for you. No, they're focusing on... So they put on... you in a corner no, just look at a blank wall. They don't put me in a corner. Oh, they don't? Okay, good. My family isn't mean like that, Bubs. <laughs> You're acting as if they're, um, you know, they, they notice me, but I'm not really there. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. I'm joking. I'm really, I'm, I'm seen, but really not heard. Right. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they, no, they, they actually care about what I'm doing. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, as we've discussed before, we're both going to be doing some traveling next week. Mm -hmm. And it feels like I know a lot of people who are traveling this holiday season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's good. That means that, um, our, uh, you know, we are, uh, you know, we are doing, things that we were not able to do three years ago right and it's really i mean that it just it just impacted our entire world not just the u.s but everybody Everyone. and so it's like we were going through this weird time together uh you know frustrating time and sad time for some people because some people were really depressed and mm -hmm. and i feel like um uh, it just it saddens me to see people still wanting to isolate from other people like they don't want to get out they don't want to come out of their shell they don't want to they don't want to be in the land of the living anymore yeah and I get it because people were given so many mixed messages but I'm am glad that we get to get out there yeah I'm I'm actually I'm really glad that we made a conscious decision together to not distance ourselves from each other because yeah. it would have been really hard and i i would hate that i honestly don't know how i would have done it i don't know either i don't know either and even my um my former landlord asked me the same question that's got to be i mean is it hard you know to be 
uh, you know, how we are right now when people are isolating. I'm like, no, I said, we, we made a conscious decision not to do that because mm-hmm. I think it would destroy our relationship, honestly. Well, and even more than that, contact from the outside world is needed. So yes, it would have destroyed our relationship because you have to be with people, but we were told not to be with anybody, pretty much a version of that. And yeah. so what would we have done as individuals, right? Yeah. If you and me would have not been in contact during 2020, who would you have reached out to? You couldn't have really gone home no. to see the Oak Harbor area. Or, or or Seattle or other surrounding areas. Yeah, and same with me. It's like we would just sort of been isolated and people need to be around each other. And but we're not we're, we're doing not, it now. Yeah, and we're not designed to be apart from each other as human right. beings. You know, we are social creatures. We can't, they, I mean, they couldn't have expected us to stay away from from people forever. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, and even the people that are shut-ins, they want physical contact too. But I don't think they know how to, you know, how to obtain it. That's my assumption. You know what I mean? Because I know people that just will not leave their house. Or they cover their faces up. Or they just go out when they need to go out. And I don't want to... I don't want to be that kind of person. I was maybe three years old mm-hmm. and talking to my dad. I didn't know what a shut-in was. And I don't remember the exact language used, but he said that there's some people who just stay at home and other folks would just bring them groceries mm-hmm. so they can just keep watching TV. And in my three-year-old mind, I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. That's what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> but you're three. Yeah. So you didn't know any better. I mean, because when you're three years old, you don't have a care in the world and your your mind isn't quite developed yet. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to be like, "Ooh, I can play with my toys all day," you know. Yeah, watch um, Sesame Street. But when I was a when I was a little kid, I f- I felt the same way at seven years old. Like I don't want to go to school. I'd rather be sick, um, because then I would be at home with a TV. And at the I felt that way all through my school me years. Me too. I was like, you know, when I was little, as I told you before, I would um, try to go to sleep at my grandma's place because if I did, then my mom. I thought in my seven year old mind, I thought. Oh, then my parents would be too tired to carry me to the car. Mm. But I uh, I wasn't as smart as I thought because mm-hmm. I woke up in my bedroom still. So. Yeah, fully like and that means game. I still have to go to school, you know? Yeah. I still have to go to school. Yeah. I got to go away with each time. But when I was sick, I did go to my grandma's house a lot. Nice. Because she was, um, she was a retired, um, I think she taught history in the Philippines or something. Oh, wow. And so she was a, ty- a retired teacher, I guess, and then um, she stayed at home. So she was able to watch us when we didn't have any school or oh. <clears throat> things like that. So, <clears throat> or after school. Is that the grandma we were talking about this morning? Yes. Oh. Bubs. What? Stop it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But no, I mean, I went, yeah, I went to her, I went to her house after school a lot because she didn't live too far from my school and then my mom or dad would pick pick me up mm. you know, and then pick up my sisters and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah. So anywho. Nice, nice. That's how that was. Well good. So we're glad to be spending the next few days together, little J Wall. Little Jewel? Yeah, yeah, Jewel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. You don't call me that in public. Okay. That'd be very weird. Yes. Can you imagine you introduce me to your other relatives and you're like, Lil Yewa? Like, hey, everybody, I want you to meet somebody. This is Lil Yewa. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be embarrassing. 
She's a blind musician, and if you give her some quarters and a little bit of applause, she might play the harmonica for you and sing some blues. <laughs> the harmonica? I don't play harmonica. I but they don't know that. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I am not allowed, apparently. I just want to make sure to ask about anything coming today or anything that may have arrived. It's a personal problem. I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't allowed. You are not allowed. Okay. Not See, allowed. I'm glad I checked them. Yes. I would not be talking about that. No. <laughs> no. Yes. We did watch some Thanksgiving specials yesterday. <laughs> yes. So there is, okay. So in thinking about this, I thought about a few friends of Thanksgiving specials that I thought would be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and you thought about a new girl one, the new girl um, Thanksgiving special that was the first one, right? Yeah, because they did one every year. And then, um, uh. and then you showed me the th the Cheers Thanksgiving special, which was really good. Mm -hmm. So um, the new girl Thanksgiving special was super funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one for people who know the show where Jess invites the guy over to the place who had just lost his grandmother, and she decides to buy a turkey the day before Thanksgiving. And this guy is a, a guy from her the school that she teaches at. Yeah, and he writes plays, and they work on them together. I think, what was his name? Paul. Paul. Yeah. And she doesn't know that you have to, like, defrost a turkey days in advance. Days in advance, yes. So they put it in the dryer. <laughs> the guy's, per his personality is a lot like Jess. Yep. So he kind of annoys Nick and the other guys. Uh, Schmidt ends up doing a lot of the work in the kitchen. He gets annoyed with Cece because she's insanitary. Yeah, she's sticking her hands in the pudding yep. and the mashed potatoes, and and he's and he, and according to you, he he's had a crush on her for a while, and we we we're kind of thinking that Schmidt could either be autistic or maybe OCD, and. She he was like yelling at her to take her, um, you know, to not touch her, the food with her hand. Well, I think I think he's more OCD than anything. OCD. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and um, she's like, oh, please don't do that. It's gross. Um, but then she didn't understand that, um, you know, he was really angry with her. She's like, oh, he's got this rage, and I just love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, okay. So after things go awry with the turkey in the dryer. <laughs> kind of dryer breaks. breaks and there's smoke everywhere <laughs> they leave and paul says to schmidt you know i really want to taste some of the good food you've been cooking and schmidt's like that schmidt is my last name and paul's like my last name is hunk singer i think uh Gen genslinger that's right genslinger something weird like that genslinger yeah genslinger and the gang go over <laughs> to another apartment in the building yep. because jess had a key yeah, it was Mrs. Beverly's apartment. Mrs. Beverly's apartment. But she's supposed to be out of town. Everybody else goes in except for Nick and Jess, and they start yelling at each other. Now, <laughs> I know that sitcoms, at least in the 80s, used to do this thing to where everybody would put their ears up to the door to listen in, and then somebody would open the door and they'd all fall. And I didn't <laughs> like that because everybody did it. So it didn't uh -huh. feel very original to me. Uh -huh. But this one felt more real because they're just hearing yeah. this argument. They're not having their ears next to the door. But they're speaking really, really loud. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, uh, uh, who was it who interrupted the conversation? Uh, Winston. Winston yeah. comes out and says, hey, guys, uh, 
you know, we're all in here and just, just so you know, we can hear everything you said. And she's talking about wanting to uh, bang your buddy, Paul. So, He's not my buddy. Okay, good. He wants, she wants to sleep with Paul pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah. They come into the spot and Jess is like, we were actually working on a play that Nick is writing that isn't very good. Yeah. That called Big Time. Yeah, called Big Time. <laughs> She's she's not she's not you know making any sense. It is just hilarious how she did it. Yeah. <laughs> so Schmidt is working in the kitchen. It's implied for several more hours, barely getting it together. And finally, though, the meal is ready to eat, mm -hmm. and they tell Genslinger, "Hey, why don't or or Jeff says, why don't we do you know some of your music before we eat?" Yeah. He goes into another room to kind of come out and present himself and finds that Mrs. Beverly is dead. On the <laughs> so he runs out of there. In the bathroom, by the way. In yes. The, the paramedics are called. They get the body and they go on the same elevator as Ginslinger <laughs> to leave the building. I just freaked out. Fast forward to a few hours later, they're Black Friday upset because they didn't, they didn't eat any of the food. I still would have eaten, but that's just me. Yeah, but the turkey would have been burnt. Yeah, that's true. It looked nice, but I don't know if the inside was okay. And they're kind of arguing. Ginslinger comes playing his violin, and they go to the back of the line to hang out with him. And that's the end of the episode. That was really funny because a lot of things that you, you – um think would have gone awry uh, did go awry. Yeah. <laughs> Who would put a turkey in the dryer? And I was <laughs> like, well, the dryer's broken. Well, duh, because you put the turkey in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to go to Best Buy and buy a dryer. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about it, like, if, that, if you broke something in an apartment building, then I don't know if you have to pay for that or not, or if they... Pay for it. It depends on the lease, I think. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think though, because the show is based in LA, they wouldn't have to because what I've heard is California has really good tenant rights. Okay. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm curious about something, babes. You know that I'm a fan of the new girl. Yeah. And I actually started watching it around the time we started to date. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I watched it pretty fast because I really enjoyed the show. There's some bad episodes here and there. In the seventh season, you can skip. Mm -hmm. But I think the first six seasons have some great stuff in them. Yeah. I'm wondering, what did you think about the new girl before I started talking with you about it? I wasn't really interested. Mm. I just wasn't interested. I don't know. I didn't know much about Zoe J. Chanel, except that she was an elf and she sang. But a, a lot of people liked her. I just wasn't interested in the new girl because that just wasn't my thing. You've only seen a few episodes so far. Yeah. But how are you starting to feel about the series? Um, I think it's pretty funny. I'm I'm getting used to I'm I'm trying to get used to the dynamics of the group. Yeah. You know. Because you have Jess, who's kind of like the fish out of water and a little bit weird. She's really quirky. Yeah. And then you have Nick, who is kind of like an underachiever. You have Winston, who is, we don't really know much about him at this point, but we find out a lot about him. Uh, Schmidt, who's like this conservative dude who's really into cooking. We but have, he's kind of OCD. Yeah, and then there's Cece, who's your girl's friend, mm -hmm. um, and who's like this model. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I really enjoy this Was show. She, is she a model? In, in the, in the show, show she is. Yeah. And I think in real life she did some modeling. I oh, forgot really? the actress's name, uh, but see, I think she's half Indian, half something else. Wow, well, I'm life. sure she's gorgeous. She's very attractive. I am attracted to East Indian women. Oh, well, sorry, I'm not thinking. No, I mean, we're going to do a DNA test, and you never know what to say. I am not East Indian, but <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Ah. 
I saw we were disappointed. No, no, no. I still love you, babes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even though you thought I was East Indian and then you were surprised that I was. Yeah, but it's all good. Okay. Yes. I'm very thankful that you like this episode. And so you were telling me something. Yeah. In the episode, Jess names the turkey Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. And apparently Hank, that's like Hank, Hank for Hank for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yes. yes. Apparently that's like a real thing. Explain this to me. Okay, so I saw this weird clip on a show that I was watching, and this was this was fairly recently actually. Um, and it was a clip of this woman that was talking about these millennials and young millennials. I mean, um, celebrating something called Hank's Giving because they wanted to do something some kind of tradition but the the weird thing is that the men and the women would dress up like tom hanks wow i don't know why i think it's odd the woman didn't seem too thrilled about it but you know she kind of she kind of talked in a really flat um monotone voice and i'm like geez do you guys have anything better to do than dress up like tom (laughs) hanks I mean, really, it just sounds pathetic to me. I, yeah. I, I was I was laughing at the whole thing, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Nice. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. And I think at the end of the clip, she said, happy Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. People are into the weirdest things. They are. They are. And then there's some people that are into something called Friendsgiving, What's whatever that? that is. I don't know. Spending Thanksgiving with your friends, not your family. Oh, I, I could dig that. Um. I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I can kind of understand that, but Thanksgiving is weird. Yeah, that's, it sounds to me like some rich hipsters who wanted to seem cool. I'm guessing they were probably in their 20s, and I'm like, that is the weirdest thing. Now, I did hear of this tradition that somebody started, I forgot what the guy's name is, but he would give these Thanksgiving parties for people. Mm-hmm. And I think it started with people on his block because he didn't want people to spend Thanksgiving alone. Oh. And then he would just invite people that wanted to come. That's kind of cool. And I don't know what the guy's name is, but he has like a lot of people come for Thanksgiving dinner. I got an odd story for you. Okay. It's not really about Thanksgiving. Yeah. But it kind of relates to this. Okay. So this is 2003 mm-hmm. and I'm riding in the car with a couple of friends of mine. And one of them says, you know, I would really like to throw a party for my neighborhood so everybody could come and get to know each other. Uh-huh. And I know this guy, but we're not as close as me and the other person in the car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay? So the other guy who I know really well says, uh, I don't mean to stop you and say that that's not a good idea. But, you know, I've been reading and there's FBI agents stationed everywhere. And if you did something like that, it's possible that they'd start profiling a lot of the people at your party. That's a little weird. I know. I think that he, I like, I, I like that idea, but I think he should start small if you were to do something like that. Yeah. Not have like a huge party, but start really small. Just like if you wanted to have an, a, um, a party for the people in your apartment building, which um, I know you don't know everybody, but. Um, start with the first. Start with a few one. people and then gradually. Um, you know, because that's how you get to know people. The uh, word gets around and they'll say things like, hey, um, so-and-so invites people over like once a month. Mm-hmm. You want to come? And um, that's the kind of thing that we did in when I was in college where the the peer advisors in my building 
would um, have activities where people can get to know each other. And sometimes they were small and sometimes they were big. And that was really fun, actually. That's kind of cool. Like um, uh, two of my uh, peer advisors that I had would have like a breakfast and they would and people would come up stairs to one of their um, apartments and we would have breakfast and people would just come by and have breakfast and then leave. And it was really fun. Nice. Yeah. So the two guys that I was just talking about, the one who wanted to throw the party, I met him in a way that actually had to do with Jesus. Huh? Do you want to know the story? Are you talking about the one that was in the car with you that you didn't know? No, I knew him. I just wasn't as close with him as I was with the other guy. Okay. 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 Explain this to me because I'm really confused here. Okay. So the other guy who uh, we did some poems. Actually, his birthday is coming up in a few days too. His birthday is on December 28th. Oh. Uh, we haven't been in contact in a really long time, but uh, shout out to you, bro. Anyways. Why don't you contact him? We file out of contact. Oh. Okay. Um, and he kind of like disappeared. Oh. Yeah, okay. I hope he's doing okay. Anyways, okay. we used to do poetry together. We did a piece called Dualities on the Big Oh, yeah, Island. you told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he starts to stay at the shop, right, where they would fix things and whatnot. But he's kind of just like living there for a little while. Oh, just living there. Yeah. So he invites the other guy over and the other guy to bless the place. And the other guy is a believer in Jesus Christ. And so he comes over and I go into the bedroom with the two of them because they're going to bless the bedroom and they're going to start out. And I don't know my friend that well, the one who I did the poetry with, mm -hmm. meaning we had hung out for a few months at this time, but I don't know if he's a Jesus person or not. And then I say, you know, if it's okay, I'm just going to watch this. They both mm -hmm. say yes. And the guy who wanted to throw the party tells my good friend, all right, we're going to start uh, this ceremony. And then he, you know, he says some words and he's like, repeat after me. And then he says, and Jesus and my friend's like, stop right here. Let's talk about this. And he explains that he was not a believer uh, in Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So he just stopped it right there. He did. Well, that's not good. Oh, I don't know, babes. But, um, I mean, I'm a little bit, I mean, I don't understand the whole blessing of apartments. I think it's a little bit strange. Yeah. So this guy also grew up in Ghana. And from what I could gather, that was more common there. Oh, oh, the guy. The that, guy who did the blessing. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so I, I don't understand the whole blessing of houses. I know a lot of Christians do that. They'll ask their pastor to bless the house. Mm. I'm not sure. Something about that just seems really weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I understand if, if a pastor wants to pray that, um, you know, to, to pray for the family who's moving into the house, but I don't understand the whole like blessing of the house, if it's even biblically sound or um, what, because I remember one time my mom came to my apartment and she gave me this, like, um, she was using this anointing oil or she called it that anyway. Yeah. And she was blessing the stuff in my apartment. Meanwhile, it was just like olive oil that was in a different bottle. I forgot what oil it was. It was, it smelled good though. But yeah. but I was just like, okay, I'll just let her do her thing. I don't understand this, but whatever. I don't know. Um, so I don't I don't know what to think about house blessings. It's kind of strange. Like a lot of people will use like um, a priest to do it. But I don't know if a, a pastor or any priest has the really the authority to do it. So I have to ask you now. Okay. You move in here, and a few months later, your mom 
comes over, right? And we know that she's into Jesus and all the spiritual stuff. Did she try to bless your place? This one. I told I told you she did, remember? You told you well, you told me just now that she tried to bless the stuff in your other apartment. No, this one. Oh, this one, okay. No, 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 no. I should have been clear about that. It was this one. Okay. She actually had the oil and but I just, at the same time I'm thinking how does that work? Um and I don't know. I um because what pastors will do, well, what some pastors will do is they'll go into the they'll go into the room. I don't think that all of them use oil, but they'll go into the room and they'll pray over each of the rooms. And yeah, I got to look that up because I, I don't know. I got to tell you a story. What? So I had a friend. Me and him had a falling out a long, long time ago, and I think he's dead now. But anyways, back when he was alive. I'm assuming, because he might still be alive and just hard to find. In like 2000, he told me the story about, so he was Jewish, mm -hmm. and he went to, I think it's called a Chabad Center in New York, which is where the Hasidim study religion. The, 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 the Hasidic, Hasidic Jews. Yes. Was, was his family, was his family um, Hasidic Jews? His family was Jewish, but not Hasidic Jews. Because I heard that they're really strict about a lot of the, um, the Jewish, the, the, um, the uh, mosaic law and everything. Yeah, but, and he was Jewish on both sides. But anyways, he goes to this place, and you remember, maybe you do or don't, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was this big movement in the media about celebrities studying Kabbalah. Like, Roseanne was into it. Britney Ma Spears. Ma Britney Spears, Madonna, a whole bunch of other people. It was right? like this really Jewish mystic religion yeah, or whatever. Yeah, even though from what I understand, and again, I'm a layman, but the way it was told to me is to study Kabbalah, you not only have to be past the age of 40, but you have to be a man. Wow. But and that's neither here nor there for the story. Okay. So Madonna's all over the media talking British and discussing... Yeah, really fake British, too. Yeah, and discussing her Kabbalah beliefs, right? Uh-huh. And she used to apparently, I don't know this to be true, but this is what I was told, walk around with Kabbalah water. Yeah, now, I heard about that, and, and I, it's just like, I, my, I didn't understand it. My friend told me, Yeah. and we were friends at the time, we're not anymore, mm -hmm. I cannot confirm this, mm -hmm. but apparently, when he was in Brooklyn... At the Chabad Center out there, he mm. ran into somebody who sold Madonna the Kabbalah water. And apparently what the guy did is he just put it into a different bottle. But it was either tap water or it was like that water that you buy, bottled water that you buy in stores. Well, well but there's no, there's no like special wow. blessings or anything. And she carried around. What is the Kabbalah water supposed to do? To do? That I don't know. Okay. It's just like um, holy water in the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. They'll use holy water to, I don't know, to um, pour on something. And you don't know if it's really holy water. Yeah, if it's really holy water, a good way to tell is you can put it in a squirt gun and shoot it at vampires and they'll explode. <laughs> That's how you know it's the real stuff. Yeah. Oh, make sure it has garlic in it, too. You could do that. I would recommend going down to the Titty Twister in Mexico. The what? The Titty Twister in Mexico. What is that? That was a place in From Dust Till Dawn. Oh. Okay. It's not a real place, Bubs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew that I was joking with you. Give me uh, a kiss. No. Give your soon-to-be birthday boy a kiss. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. 
Well, pretty soon you're going to want me to kiss you just because you're going to be birthday boy tomorrow. Yeah, and then after that, I'm going to be the soon-to-be birthday boy again. No, and you're not. It, well, it's, it'll be days away at that point. No, it's going to be weeks away. Or no, 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 it's going to be a year away, Bugs. It'll be 364 days away. It's so going to be a, days away. No, year days away. away. A hush. year away. Days away. I'm totally to hush you. Bubs. Please be careful around your birthday boy. Bubs. And Ugh. then I'm going to go on my trip. I'm going to come back. It's going to be even closer. No, it's not. Yes. It's going to be a whole year no, away. No, but I'm saying from this, after December 26th, or from December 26th, I'll be the soon-to-be birthday boy. Uh, again. No, you're not. And then after I get back from my trip, I'm going to be even closer to having my birthday again. No, you're Assuming not. Assuming I survive. No, Bubs. Bubs. You're going to be, after December 26th, you will be, um, it'll be a year away, which is... After December 25th, actually. After December, whatever. Yeah. After tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be a year away. It's going to be days away. A year. Days. But I love, year. I love you. Well, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it as a, <laughs> a big series of days. No, you're just making it sound like it's closer oh to Oh my goodness, days. give your soon-to-be birthday boy a kiss. No. Don't you want to kiss your soon-to-be birthday boy? Uh, I want. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you you do. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. You're weird. So are you. <laughs> I love you, but you're strange. I love you, but you're strange too. Oh my goodness. But anyways, Kabbalah, Kabbalah water, water is a little bit of a joke from what I heard. It sounds like it. It sounds like the whole religion's a joke too. Yeah, and and who knows? My friend may have been given fraudulent information, and he also suffered from mental illness. Mm -hmm. So he may have uh, talked to a person in his head or something like that. But that's the information that was relayed to me. But you knew that he had some kind of mental thing going on even before this whole thing happened. No, I didn't. Right? No, before we had our uh, end of friendship yeah. thing. No, I, I had some suspicion, but I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I knew. You had some suspicion? Very little. But I thought you said that he, I thought you said something about like an institution or whatever. Oh, yeah. So that was after the Kabbalah water thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's before our friendship ended and I wasn't there. I heard about it later and it was worded to me like some people freaked out over some miscommunication. Now, I have known people in my family with mental illness, but I hadn't lived enough of a life to know that pretty much everybody who goes into a mental institution will tell you is over miscommunication or oh. people misreading something, right? Uh -huh. Or people out to get them. Of so course. I didn't really think of it in the same way that I would today because now that's a giant red flag. And he was so, well, then we're going to move on to yeah. France. Okay. Um, when he was in there, he fell in love with somebody else who was a mental patient, right? Oh, wow. Well. And he gets out mm -hmm. and he had a fiance at the time. And the fiance, I guess, found the girl's number and made him tear it up right in front of her. What? So, yeah. Well, I wasn't there for this. This is what I was told. How so, old was this kid? He was around my age at the time. So he's probably like 20 when this happened. Oh. So he goes into the mental institution, mm -hmm. meets this girl, falls in love with her, gets out. His then fiance finds the number of the girl. Right. Because he had written it down and taken it out of the mental mental institution. They get into an argument and the fiance makes sure that he tears up the number and the fiance is watching him as he does it. That sounds really humiliating. Yeah. Like it, not just humiliating, but um, that's like that's isn't that like a form of mental abuse? Really? I, I don't know. Emotional abuse to to watch someone tear up a number that 
you had for whatever reason. Well, I mean, even if they don't, I don't know. You could also look at it from her perspective of she wants to make sure that this gem <laughs> is not going to go out with another person. Okay. Yeah. No, but still, issues. though. No, but still, though, that, that, that sounds really humiliating to me. Yeah. Um, I understand that she would feel um, jealous about it, but making, you know, being there when someone's ripping up a phone number, mm -hmm. it for, just sounds humiliating. For the interest of full disclosure, I was asked not to tell the story, but the friends have ended like 20 years ago. So what do you I, don't, I don't think it really matters because you guys aren't going to be friends anytime soon. Yeah, so. and I believe he has passed away based on what I've read online. Yeah, but you don't know that. I don't know that for sure. But it again, like that's why I said I believe based on the evidence I saw online. Yeah, because he had some a, major health issues. It wasn't just like, oh, I got a small cough. It was like extreme stuff outside of his mental some kind situation. of a thing with his walking or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, it could be MS. No, it wasn't because I researched it. I just don't remember the name of it. Oh. We talked about this briefly before. This happened in like 2021. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. So I've noticed something interesting. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to harp on this because I know you want to talk about friends. Yes. And we got other stuff to get to. Yeah, we do. But a lot of people who have screwed me over didn't exactly have the best time after that in life. Well, I think that people who actually go out of their way to um, make someone's life miserable or to wrong them or whatever, they're not actually in the... I don't believe that they're in the best of um, mental health. Yeah. So... We've often talked about how I wish that I could relive this life knowing what I know now. And according to Anthony Peake, there is a possibility of that. If I could do that, and who knows, if I could, one, I would try to avoid these types of human beings. But I'm still human. I still don't know everything. But if I was in a situation where somebody screwed me over, I think I would be able to be a little bit more forgiving knowing what I know now. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Okay. I think it's very healthy too, because you don't want to spend your entire life um, thinking about this person and then you get even more bitter. And yeah. And again, it's not just the friend I mentioned now. It's other people too. Yeah. So. Well, it's never too late, you know. For what? You can still forgive them. Oh. It's not like you can't ever do that. Oh. You know, and it's better for you to do it anyway. Yeah, I need to learn how to forgiveness works and how to do that whole thing. Well, the one thing it is in is that you're not making an excuse for the person because the person what the person did was wrong. Mm -hmm. But what it is is that you're you're giving yourself um, the permission to move on with your life, and you're also giving the other person permission to go on with theirs. Mm. That's how that's the way I see it. So I should probably start with somebody who's dead because we're not. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but well, I should, yeah. <laughs> that's not what I mean. <laughs> You're weird. We got to find out for sure if this guy's dead, and if he is, then I'll. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, we know my dad's dead, but that's even more of a can of worms. Pubs. Dave, we also watch Friends, JLo. <laughs> I know. That's what I was telling you. We're gonna move on. Um, I'll be there for you. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried to do the melody for the Friends theme song at the, the end. I don't know if I got it right, though. No. Hold on. <laughs> it wasn't even close. I didn't know what you're trying to do. I was trying to do. to do it laughing as you. But anyways. 
<laughs> I do not laugh like that, Bugs. Okay, tell me about these friends. <laughs> so I was trying to pick, like, because there's several Thanksgiving episodes that I like, but I was trying to pick one that you wouldn't be like, eh, I don't like a clip show. Or, I don't. I don't like such and such. So I picked one that um, had uh, Brad Pitt doing a cameo as um, uh, Monica's Monica's high school friend named Will Colbert. And so it starts off with um, the friends are going to Monica and Chandler's house by this time they're married. And um, Rachel can't eat any poultry because she's pregnant. Uh, Chandler doesn't like Thanksgiving food. And um, I forgot what else, but... Um, uh, um, Joey. So there's like only three people, p three people that was going to eat the, the turkey and, and, and Phoebe doesn't eat meat. So, um, so Joey is like, okay, no, no, I'm, I'm going to eat this, this turkey and, um, you'll, you'll see, I'll eat this whole entire turkey. So, yeah. So, um, so in the meantime, uh, uh, Phoebe gives Rachel her maternity clothes because she's pregnant. And um, Monica tells, you know, Monica tells Rachel about Will Colbert. And she's like, I don't remember this guy. So, yeah, everybody gets there. Uh, Brad Pitt comes in and he's Will Colbert. And he's supposed to be this uh, formerly fat guy that loses a lot of weight. Just like Monica. Mm -hmm. She's a former fat girl who loses a, a lot of weight. And so, and he, he gets into a good place and... He, he brings this pie, but it's like, there's no sugar, no fat. It's no good. Throw it out. <laughs> so he gets there. And she's like, so who else is coming? He's like, oh, Ross is going to be here. He's like, oh, great. I love Ross. Oh, and also Rachel Green. She's like, he's like, oh, what's wrong? It's like, I just, I hated her. <laughs> she was really mean to me in high school. And so Rachel's like, who is that? And she's, she's, she's already having a crush on the guy because He's like, wow, he's got this like really sexy smolder, smoldering thing happening, but he's like scowling at her yeah. and he doesn't realize it. And so, um, she doesn't realize it. She doesn't realize that he's really upset with her yet. Mm -hmm. And so she tells, she tells Monica, Hey, could you please get the turkey away from me? It's just the smell of it is making me laugh. Right. And yeah. he's like, Oh, typical. It's like Rachel, you know, Rachel Green does whatever she wants in little Rachel land. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> She's like, um, excuse me, um, you know, what, I don't, I'm not sure what your problem is. And she's like, you made my life, you know, he said, you made my life miserable in high school. And he's like, I'm sorry that I did, but I really don't remember. <laughs> and so, um, and so I was like, you know, you treated me so badly that, that we, that, that we had a club. It's like, you had a club. It's like, yeah, the I hate Rachel club. Who was a part of the club? Like me and Ross. And some kid from Thailand. And, and some didn't kid really from know Thailand. He didn't on. know it was. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, what? You just like, like sit around talking to me and talking, talking to yourselves about the horrible things I did. Well, no, we started a rumor. <laughs> and Ross is like, well, we started a rumor that you had um, both male and female parts. And it's like, what I heard about it. And Chandler said, well, I heard about it at my school. Are you the hermaphrodite cheerleader from Long Island? <laughs> and so they were like, you know, and, 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 and it was horrible. It was like, well, well, Ross was like, well, I was so in love with you that, that I joined the club. And, and, and if you really think about it, it was the, I love Rachel club. And then, um, Will was like, well, actually, but, but it was actually the, I hate Rachel club. 
so, <laughs> and so there was this rumor. Monica almost believed it. And, and, uh, and Rachel said, well, actually you spread something about Ross. You said that, um, Ross made out with a school librarian who is 50 years old. Yeah. And so he's like, you, how did you, you told everybody that? It's like, okay, I'm back in the club. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the episode, um, Joey, uh, finishes a 19, 19 pound, uh, turkey. Yeah. So is this the best piece of television I've ever seen? No, but was it enjoyable? And did I like it a lot more than I expected to? Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. There was a, there was several Thanksgiving episodes I was thinking about. There was one where they play um, football with these uh, these Danish girls. Oh. And that was pretty funny, too. There was another clip. Well, it was it was kind of a clip show, but it wasn't like coming from a different show. It was like a flashback show. And he didn't want to watch it. Like, yeah, okay. No, like I wanted to turn off the Mary Tyler Moore show when there was the episode with Johnny Carson near the end of the series, uh -huh. and they were doing the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. I really have an aversion to clip shows. Yeah, I, I, I don't agree with it. It I, feels very lazy to me. I like clip shows. I mean, I, it doesn't really bother me. I cannot stand clip shows, but oh. that's me. Okay. okay. Why it's hard watching shows with you sometimes? Well, when it's good, it's great. <clears throat> But anyway, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was good. Brad Pitt was good on it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. I, I do like Courtney Cox and the rest Courtney of Courtney Cox. What? Ah, uh, what? What's that for? Um, it's my Portland accent, babes. I know you have a Portland accent. I know you have a Portland accent when yep. you say leg and egg. Oh, see, and this is also part of. No, it. it's not. I'm telling you. No, Bubs, her, her last name is actually spelled with an X. I know. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying it's part of my Portland accent. No, you That's how people from Portland say her last name. No, it's not. doesn't make it correct, but it's how we say it here in Portland. No, it's not, Bubs. You're, you're singing on purpose. I would never do that. Oh, oh sorry, Bubs. Yeah, Bubs. I almost took out your eye there. No that, no, that wasn't close to your yes, eye. Yes, it was. It was right here. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I still Where is it? Right here. Okay. Thank you, babes. Yeah. So that's okay. You could be a little bit less fine. Like, I'm sorry, that's okay, I'm babes. sorry. That's okay. But it was good. I enjoyed it. Good. Um, I thought it was really funny when he was really acting like he really hated Rachel. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I liked, and mm -hmm. it's only because I could kind of see myself doing this, yeah. is what's his name? Chandler? Yes. Pretends to be watching the football game just so yeah. he could get out of working in the kitchen. I thought it was really, him and Phoebe were doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have seen part of this episode before. Now, let me give you some context. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, what? This came out in 2002. How did you yeah. see this? Yeah, how did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, especially since I wasn't really, not only I wasn't really into Friends, but I'm not really into sitcoms in general from that time period. Mm -hmm. um, I went over to my cousin's place for Thanksgiving in 2014, maybe? Or 2013. <laughs> yeah. And he put on an uh, episode of Friends. I I think it might have been this one because the Chandler, excuse me, stuff sounded a little bit familiar, but yeah. I quickly left. And I thought it was really funny because he's he's like, oh yeah, I I, I pretend to watch the game so I um can get out of doing stuff, and it's like you know we haven't yelled in a while, maybe we should do it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were yelling out um they were um talking about Green Bay Packers and um um. 
and 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 a a, a game um, another team that they were um, was not playing against each other nice. just so that um, they made it look like it <laughs> it was really funny really funny and she's like and Phoebe's like you know Monica um I didn't know there was a game on um, I'm gonna watch it with Chandler I didn't know that this game was on <laughs> so something that a lot of youngish uh, well off white liberals do there's two things that i don't understand uh -huh. and i it'll take a minute but it'll come together so they're always talking about white privilege and i know we disagree about this i i believe it's overblown but i do think that there's a seed of truth to it but they're also always talk about how much they love the queen of england and how much they love friends and those things have always seemed like too contradictory to me. Like you're always talking about white privilege, yet you love this very white show and this very, very white rich family. But anyways, that's just an interesting aside note. Oh my goodness, what else? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, babes. Yeah. After the Friends episode. Yeah. Which followed, uh, we watched it directly following the new girl. We watched a classic episode of television from the 1980s. And it's Cheers, Orphans Thanksgiving. Yeah. What did you think of it? Well, let me give you the premise. I, I, I just, I realized that, I just assumed that everybody's seen this because I've seen it a lot I, and not everybody has. I wasn't a big Cheers fan growing up, so I probably did see it, but wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, I was a huge Cheers fan. What was the name of the Thanksgiving? Orphans Thanksgiving. Is Orph the name of Orphans Thanksgiving? Yes, that's the name of the episode. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, they do the like the little intro to the episode where they're talking mm -hmm. about Rudolph, but that's yeah. not really too pertinent to the plot. Yeah. After that, we come back to the bar and Diane's talking about how she has this professor and she's going to go to his place for Thanksgiving. And yeah. she's super excited. She thinks that this will, you know, bring her status in the elite up a notch or two. Right. Yep. And Sam has a date now this is in that weird time period where sam and diane were seeing each other but it was kind of like off and on they weren't really they weren't official they weren't official they had been official before and it's kind of like we're in this weird area now. yeah okay carla is basically it's suggested that she throw an event at her place for everybody else mm -hmm. so she says okay but it's last minute so it's going to have to be a potluck and you can come over to my place tomorrow Fast forward, we're now at Carla's place. We see Woody, Cliff Clavin, and Fraser Crane watching football. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. Eventually, Norm comes by, and he brought a turkey that is looks unsanitary <laughs> because it's not covered in anything. He just picks it up uh, raw <laughs> and takes it into Carla's kitchen, which I love. That's hilarious. So it wasn't covered at all. No. And he had it out uh, in his car. So <laughs> who knows even if it's any good anymore. Ew. And, and he's trying to cook it. And he's like, so what color is it now? Uh, is it brown? It's like, no, it looks kind of off-white. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we will. By the way, side note, this is the only episode of Cheers with Vera, who yeah. happens to be George Wendt's wife in real life. But anyways... Mm -hmm. Sam comes by, turns out his date sister came into town, and he had ideas that they didn't want to go through with. Uh -huh. so, you know, I'll leave you to speculate what those may have been. That they didn't want to go through with. Yes. Okay. Diane comes by, 
Carla slams the door in her face and doesn't want to open it. Eventually, she's convinced to do so. Mm-hmm. And she explains that her professor invited some of the students there to be help. Right? Yeah. To help pick up around the place yeah. and give food to everybody. Yeah. And she was a little bit insulted by that. Yeah. So she comes there and they're watching football still. And she's like, oh, is this game... I don't like this. Can we watch something else? And they explain to her that the game's almost over. What they don't tell her is that there's more games going on after this one. Yeah, it's like, you know, Diane's right. And then they switch it to boxing. And it's like, you know, Diane's right. We should we should go back to football. That's after, like, yeah, like another episode or a game or two out, of football. Yeah. So, which are a few hours long. So now they've been waiting for a while. Yeah. Eventually, they <laughs> go into Carla's dining room. They all sit down and they're really hungry, but Diane insists that they don't eat until the turkey's ready. Mm -hmm. And Norm's having issues with it. Mm -hmm. So they're waiting, they're waiting. And Diane says, well, why don't we talk about the things we're grateful for? She stands up and starts naming all these people who had these impacts on her life, right? And some of them have really long names. Yeah. And finally, Woody comes up and says his thing. And still the turkey is not ready. Mm Mm-hmm. Carla and Norm get into a little bit of a spat, but they get over it kind of quickly. And eventually, food starts to get flinged at people <laughs> who don't have their turkey yet. And there's yeah. this huge food fight. Yeah, it was great. Fast forward <laughs> a little bit later, and they're all talking about how, you know, wasn't this fun? And, and you know, I wish we had other people to be with, but at least we're together. They say a toast to people, one of them being Coach, who yeah. was part of the show, but he died. Oh. So he really did die. He, he, the actor who played him, Nick Palisanto, I think it's awesome. Yeah. He really did die in real life. Oh. And that's how we got Woody on the show, though. What kind of a coach was he on the show? So do you know about Sam's history, the character? He told me that he was a football that was a sex a football player that was a sex addict. You're close. So basically, originally when they wrote the series, they wanted him to be a football player. But they realized that Ted Danson didn't really have a build for that. Mm-hmm. So they made him an ex-baseball player who oh. also used to be an alcoholic and a sex addict. Oh. And Coach was his baseball coach when he played for the Red Sox. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyways, they give a toast to everybody. And your girl, Diane, is upset with Sam because he got her good in the food fight. <laughs> she goes in to get a dessert. Vera comes by the place. Now, we should also say that Vera and Norm had a tradition of going to her mom's place for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time in eight years where Norm didn't join Vera there. Mm -hmm. And they got into a huge fight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and no one there has seen Vera either. So Diane thinks that she's going to be slick and throw this dessert in Sam's face. She comes out. He ducks. And the dessert hits Vera. And then she walks into the room. So you see her, but her face is covered. And she's just basically like, <laughs> charming friends, Norm, get your coat. Yeah. And and that was that was when she comes in after. Is that Did she say that after she gets hit by the pie? Yes, because we don't see her until after um, her face is covered. That's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. This is such a great show. This isn't my favorite episode of Cheers, but I think it's really good. Now, they also did another Thanksgiving episode a little bit later in the series where they stole all this food from John Melville, who (laughs) runs Melville's upstairs and, according to the lease, also owns the pool room in the back of Cheers. Uh, But this is like the more iconic Thanksgiving episode, and you haven't seen it before. No, I don't remember it because um, I don't remember watching 
I mean, because I wasn't really into Cheers anyway. Yeah. As you know, it's in my mind, it's a toss up between that and Seinfeld on what's what is the better sitcom. I can make an argument for either show depending on when you ask me. Um, it's very, very close, but it's it's up there in my mind. Oh, wow. So I was very glad to uh, – any excuse to watch Cheers, especially with somebody who hasn't seen a specific episode, is one that I'm going to take oh. nine times out of ten, unless there's something really, you know, out there. Oh. But you like this. It did. Did it make you want to watch more of the series? I don't know. I'm just not a Cheers person. Okay. I thought to think I, I I'm more Frasier than Cheers really. I'm more of a Frasier person than Cheers. Frasier's really good, but it's not on the same level. Especially now it's tainted because they brought the series back. Well, if you take out the new series, which doesn't really count, honestly, I think the original Frasier was I like it. Oh, I think the original Frasier is great. It's great. Um, but, it's just not up there as like the best sitcom ever. But that's one man's opinion. It is one man's opinion. Yeah, a wheel opinion. Yeah, a wheel opinion. A wheel man should have yeah, been a yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Babes. Yeah? What did we have for dinner last night? Ah, we had... Um... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, we, we had a version of uh, Malibu chicken. Mm -hmm. And what I had to do, because I didn't realize they were frozen, I put the chicken in the fridge the night before. You but got it didn't dethaw properly. It didn't dethaw properly. But we made it work. Yeah. After we, I after I spent a few minutes uh trying to warm the, the chicken up. Well, it was more than a few minutes. It was more than a few minutes. Yeah, but I, I wanted it to be uh like that because that's what I've been told was the most sanitary way. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to kind of do it a little bit fast because I was already in the midst of cooking bacon and whatnot. Yes. So we we did our best. Yeah. And we're not dead right now. So we are not dead. Everything's fine. And the chicken turned out really good. Mm -hmm. And the we have bacon. Some yes, we still have chicken. Um and the bacon was good and um the cheese and the ham and then we had it we added some uh, Dijon mushroom to it. It was really good. It was. Delicious. Yes. Okay, we have to talk about what happened. Oh no. Because this is chronicling our lives. Mm. Okay. So I know that I'm going to have to rent the movie Mother, right? Because I couldn't find it on a site that looks a lot like the Pirate Bay. Uh, but I'm fine with that because we had talked about watching that. And it's not the end of the world. And I'm getting ready to make my rental purchase. And I hear, I can't buy uh, any apples for a cookie box. I just realized it. And I'm like, oh, no. I, I can't believe I forgot. Now, for some context... We have a dispute. I could have sworn that the day before you said, I have the turkey and I have the apples. You claim that you didn't say that, that you said that you were going to get the apples. Um, one of those conversations is recorded. I'm not sure if it's the one where it came up, but there's dispute. And I think even you would agree if I'm wrong about that specific detail, at the very least, it was implied that you had it under control. But I, this isn't meant to yell at you because, you know, uh, but it is meant to like kind of just like put some context to it. Yeah, I did say something about apples, but I do not believe I said that I had the apples already because um, I was trying to think about what other things. But what I what I should have done and I thought about doing it yeah. and I, I don't know why I didn't do it, but I did have I did make a Thanksgiving list for Thanksgiving. And what I should have done was I should have gone through it and 
look to see if I had anything from that list because I was going to buy pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And I, I, I made that mistake for whatever reason. I don't know why. And I didn't check for apples. So when this happens, I'm pissed for two reasons. I'm pissed because we don't have the apples, but I'm also upset because I'm thinking we clearly talked about this. And in my mind, it was settled that you had the apples until now. Like there wasn't even a question. So I don't know if I'm being gaslit. I mean, I know now, but at the time, you know, I'm worked up and you don't, you know how I get over the stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm putting together a list, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we put together a list of stuff. We ordered the groceries. We watched the movie Mother. We're going to get back to that. After the movie Mother, we watched, uh, well, we ate some apple pie. Then we came back and watched Bugsy Malone. It was pumpkin pie. That's what I said. Which we, you said apple pie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and during the movie Bugsy Malone, I checked my bank account and I realized, um, hey, going to Hawaii is a little bit expensive. I'm not sure I can really afford to put in a list of groceries. I told you that after the movie and you were gracious enough to let me cancel my order so you could put in one for today. Yeah, I figured, well, since I messed up with the apples, I might as well make amends for it. Thank you, babes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we will be getting apples today. Yeah, and we could even do something like put a reminder. I don't know if you can put in a reminder like uh, 12 months in advance, but we could try putting in a reminder on like the 26th. Hey, uh, Siri, remind me in, you know, 11 months and two weeks to look at my Thanksgiving list. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Uh, know if you can do that <laughs> by the way mm -hmm. that reminds me but i'm fun so you know how i have the friend who wants to get into accounting and he's yes. studying it it's not just like a pipe dream but no, he's, he's having actually doing it yeah he's having a few issues as a blind guy we're not going to get into all of them here mm -hmm. and i was trying to figure out people that he could talk to because i want my friends to do well in life mm -hmm. And you told me the name of somebody who we both know, but I wasn't even thinking about this person. And I'm like, great, but I'm trying to figure out a time to text her. Mm -hmm. So I tell Miss A, set a reminder for me for tomorrow afternoon for 4 p.m. or 4.30 p.m. to text so-and-so. And I never got that reminder. Oh, wow. So I'm thinking now I'm probably going to text her on the 26th because it's a little bit weird to text somebody about business stuff on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah, especially if she's busy. So yeah. Probably the 26th might be the best thing because she'll, you know, hopefully she'll get back to you. Do, do you actually have her information? I do. Okay. I checked my phone. Okay. It took a little bit of digging because I don't have her in my contacts, but I was part of a text thread mm -hmm. and we all introduced each other because we only one person, we all knew each other, but not everybody had each other's phone number. Mm -hmm. So, but I did find it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that'll be happening soon. A little J. Wool. Oh, good. Yes. Anyways. Mm -hmm. We did watch Mother without Portal Hawks. So this is the first time I watched Mother. I remember it came out because this was like in 1996 Six. or, yeah. Um, I was in high school. It was either 96 or 97. I was in high school and I remember seeing the, um, the preview where, uh, Debbie Reynolds is trying to click over and it's like, hello, uh, Mother, it's still me. On our phone. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Mother, and she can't figure out how to use the phone. And she's like, hi. He's like, mother. He's like, oh, well, they hung up anyway. So the basic premise is Albert Brooks's character, whose name is? John. John. John Henderson. Henderson is getting a divorce from his second wife. And he's a somewhat successful writer. He's not Stephen King, yes. but he's making a living. He, he writes a bunch of like science fiction stuff. Yeah. 
And he wants to know why there's issues with women in his life. So John decides as an experiment to move back in with his mother to get a sense of who he really is. Now, John also has a brother who's a fairly successful sports agent named Jeff. Jeff. Rob, by, uh, who's played by Rob Morrow. Yes. And Jeff is kind of a mama's boy. But kind that, of a mama's boy. He is a he mama's, is a mama's boy, boy, but we don't figure that out until much later. We just think that he has a better relationship with their mother. With his mother. Whose name is? Do we uh, ever learn? Uh, her name, Beatrice. Her name is Beatrice Henderson. Yes. yes. It's not Beatrice Horseman. No, Beatrice Henderson. Is he you, Mrs. Henderson? Yes, that was great. <laughs> no, Beatrice Horseman is a horrible horse. That's right. At least it seems like she is. She's very, uh, she's very mean. Yeah, see, um, I almost said something that would spoil okay. a Bojack Horseman thing, but never mind. Because I realize that you have not watched the series as much as I have. But anyways, yeah. John goes home, and the first night there's an issue with food. She freezes everything. Everything, including salad. And he thinks that things there taste horrible, and he's probably right. And then he has, and she has all these brands of things that he doesn't recognize. Like, what is sweet tooth? Yeah, they're all like off brand. Yeah. And he, she offers him sherbet, but it's underneath this block of ice. Yeah, it's like, look, it's underneath the um, protective ice. It's like, protective ice. John wants to move back into his old room, but Beatrice. Doesn't know if he's going to be there long enough. And she also has a bunch of junk where he used to, you know, lie his head at night. Uh-huh. But eventually, John convinces her, gets his room just the way he likes it, like it used to be in high school. And they also go shopping for food. And it's hilarious because, you know, he's he's wanting to get, like, she's thinking about getting, like, a cheaper jar of jam. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, 250 but he wants to get something that's like ten ninety five. Yeah. They run into her next door neighbors and Beatrice, you know, kind of implies that they don't know what they're talking about. And that the sister of her neighbor used to be in a mental institution for a couple of years. Right. So they do this, go back and we don't maybe not give every detail out. But when they're home, we find out that Beatrice was supposed to go see Jeff that weekend. And John thinks it's a bad idea. Yeah. Beatrice ends up siding with John, and that makes Jeff furious. One of the cool, like, side jokes mm-hmm. in this movie yeah. is Jeff got his mom a picture phone yeah. for, I don't know if it was Christmas or her birthday, but yeah. either way, she has one. Yeah. And she's having trouble adjusting it. And he's also saying, no, look, move to the left, I can't see you. Yeah. After this exchange, Jeff tells his wife that the mom isn't coming up. And he's, like, really in a fit about this. So he explains that, you know, you're a little bit too well-connected to your mother. Or connected, not well-connected. Connected. Yes. And she basically says, you know, every time your mother's here, I don't matter. The kids don't matter. And she basically says, you're a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. He's like, what's wrong? I have a good relationship with my mother. What's wrong with that? She's like, you're a mama's boy. He's like, I am not a mama's boy. And you could, like, his voice is very high. You know, it's like, I am not a mama's boy, which is even funnier, you know. (laughs) Jeff ends up flying out, or driving, rather, to see Beatrice. Yeah. And there's a heated exchange between Jeff and John where it comes out that John is in an erotic relationship with his mother. But 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 he he was joking about that. Oh, he was. No, he he wasn't sleeping with her. He was joking about it. Oh, okay. 
But 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 he was telling Jeff, like it's not like you know, it's you have a weird relationship with mother. It's like it's almost like you're lovers, and he's like, we're not. <laughs> Their neighbor from the store is watching. Us. And then John, and then John jokes and says, "Yes, I have sex with my mother." And then the neighbor, and then um, the mom is is like trying to shut them up, and he she sees the neighbor and she's like, oh. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> "Eventually, it comes out that John is not the only one having sex with Beatrice. He's he's not, but okay, just making sure." <laughs> uh, some some guy she's been seeing named Charles that we don't see until the. Middle of the movie. I wonder if he's in charge. Uh, Anyways. In charge of something. Charles comes over. He leaves with Beatrice. And John is looking through the closet of his old room. Finds this box. I think it says something like short stories and essays. And po- and, and uh, poems, right? Oh, maybe. Or essays. Yeah, I guess it was essays. So he pulls it down, finds all these folders inside, and reads the stories and essays that his mom has written. She, she comes home. Goes into the bedroom, sees him doing this, and freaks out. And they have an honest discussion about writing, about her dreams. And he's like, from now on, we're not going to talk as mother and son. We're going to talk, you know, uh, writer to writer. Yeah. So John leaves the next day, goes to a gas station, meets a woman who knows his book. And they agree to talk along the way back to Los Angeles. Like, they're going to stop and eat along the way and have conversations. Yeah. We don't know what happens after that, but that's basically the film. Yeah. I think this is a really good movie. I do, too. And also, I saw it when I was maybe 14. Mm -hmm. I remember liking it, but a lot of the stuff I just didn't get because of a lack of life experience. Oh, like what part? So... Where he's struggling with writer's block. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard the term by the time I was 14. Oh, but yeah. I didn't really understand it on an intellectual level at that point. Right? There's uh, there's also this stuff with, you know, mother-son relationships. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I had a mom and I am a son. But a lot of that stuff you need to be really older to kind of get a different perspective on. Mm-hmm. So I liked this film a lot more seeing it last night. Yeah. Um. Well, he's, it it even would kind of um, make you make a daughter think about her relationship with her own mother, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not just the relationship with the uh, from a son and a mother's perspective, but also a daughter and a mother's perspective, because sometimes daughters and mug- mothers and muggers, I almost said muggers, daughters and mothers can clash because they're of the same sex. Yeah, but sons and mothers can clash too. For various reasons. For various reasons. And sometimes mothers want to hold on to their sons because they they remind them of them when they're little boys. Oh. Right? They don't want to let them go right away. But also, mothers want to hold on to their daughters. Nice. Like that. So, It's a really good film. I'd give it a strong seven. What about you? I would too. It was funny. It was witty. There's a little bit of drama in there. You know? Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really funny when he's like, I don't see you. John was like, I don't see you as a mother. I see you as a failure. (laughs) I did feel bad for Debbie Reynolds character because John is kind of going into her space and upending the life she has. Yeah. But it was good. But the fact that she, it it almost seemed like her mind could have been like, you know, you're not thinking straight because you're not supposed to freeze everything. You know what? There were aspects of that movie mm-hmm. that totally reminded me of my mom. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Like my mom couldn't work technology to save her life. Mm -hmm. She would also just buy like the cheapest stuff she could get. And you're like, what are you doing? You yeah. Know? Like, you yeah. don't, not everything has to be the best, but you could buy stuff that is of semi high quality. Like I told you that story, I think a couple of weeks ago, how my mom bought a display TV, mm -hmm. one of those that they, you know, the store had on like 24 seven. Yes. Yes. And yes. like three or four months after we got it, the picture started getting all staticky and we had to keep it for like another five years. Ew. Yeah. And so it wasn't staticky all the time, but it would have these points where it would be normal and then get staticky for a couple minutes and then go back into focus. And it was really funny when those guys that were installing her TV set or fixing it or whatever they Debbie were doing. Reynolds, yeah. He's like, you know, it's it it looks green. Is it supposed to look green when it turns on? He's <laughs> like, well the it's like, well the TV looked perfectly at the store yeah and they're also watching a football game at one point where there's a lot of green on the screen yeah and it's like that's the grass and then the the the, the, the guy was like well you know the, the the tvs at the stores are turned on automatically so it takes it a few minutes until you don't see any color uh -huh. and and so the guy was trying to explain it yeah but it sounded like the guy was really like miffed at her yeah and like well you don't have to see me i'll show myself to the door uh -huh. you know? So this is a good film. But I kind of wonder if there was some a little bit of mental illness in her life. Like she just wasn't thinking straight. Like maybe early dementia? I don't know if it's early dementia or she just saw the world differently. You know, like yeah. in, you know, your mom always, like my mom always taught me about um, making sure that you're not eating really bad food and my parents taught me that right oh. my parents taught me that and my relatives taught me that but you would think that she would you know we don't know what kind of a mother that she would have been when uh john was much younger mm -hmm. but you don't think you, you wouldn't think that she would purposely give her children bad food but now that she's older she's like freezing everything and yeah. you can't freeze salad no you have to throw it away yes once you're done with it <laughs> And you can't freeze like cheese for for a long, long time no. because eventually it has to go out. You mm -hmm. have to eat it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was actually no. You can't freeze cheese. I don't think. I that's yet to be determined. Meaning, I don't know because I never yeah. I had cheese long enough to have to freeze it. No, I never did too. I just you know I smelled it and I you know I would make sure that I eat it eat it at a time <laughs> and it wouldn't get moldy, but. <clears throat> You don't, and you don't keep ice cream or sherbet in there for a really long time. Yeah, I liked when Jeff came over and he's like, "I'll have a bowl of cheese and a bowl of sherbet, yeah. <laughs> and some salad if you have." Yeah, he's like, "I have some salad and the sherbet," and then I don't know why people say sherbet when there's no extra. I don't know R in there, but I love you. And then he's like, "Oh, and can I have some of that cheese too?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Ew, <laughs> that's so gross." That's a, that was really funny. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Would you recommend this to your family? If so, how do you sell it to them? I don't know that I need to sell it. I think it's a really funny movie. Mm. Yeah. Watch Mother, your Ralph. Huh? Watch Mother, your Ralph. Yeah, I, I, I think I just think it's really funny. It make you think. Yeah. It'll make moms think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your mom has issues, but she's not like Debbie Reynolds. No, she still she still has her mind. Mm -hmm. She might do some weird things, but. She still has her mind. Yeah. She can still think for herself. She's very intelligent. Yeah. So, um, but there's still some things that I, that she does that I just don't get. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. But after this film, we watched Bugsy Malone, 
which we had both heard about but never seen. Yeah. So basically, it takes place in the 1920s. There's these two rival games, uh, gangs. I'm sorry. One is um, one is a uh, Fat Sam's game, gang. That game. game, Fat Sam's gang, and the other one is Dandy Dan's gang. And so, Dan, I think Dandy Dan is a British kid. I think so. Uh, all the characters in the movie are played by kids and. The kids are, um, you know, owning uh, bars or what's supposed to be a bar. Their guns squirt out. Uh, what is Splurge. It like? Splurge, Whatever which is like a white chemical, I guess. It's like a, yeah, it's like a, um, I don't know if we're able to see it. No, because we did the audio descriptive version, descriptive version of this movie. Yeah, and then people were like being um, uh, uh, being hit by cream pies. Yeah. So it's not like they were getting hurt or anything. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. And you said something after it. That they must have enjoyed shooting the film. I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, because and and it's funny because the the um the, some of the kids were singers, some of the kids were uh like supposed to be lounge singers mm-hmm. or bar singers, but of course they're not gonna um put those kids in a a bad situation. And I think there was only like one scene where there there might have been alcohol, but they um or maybe it looked like al- alcohol that they were destroying. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I liked it. Yeah. Yes. Babes. Yeah. Yes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Okay. So we wrap it up then? Yes. You want to give the soon-to-be birthday boy another kiss? Okay. That's probably the best. I think I need a 15-minute nap after oh, oh, And okay. then we can do what we're going to do. Yeah. I love you, babes. I love you, Bob. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, no, but I recommend those two movies, uh, Mother and uh, Bugsy Malone. Yes. Super fun movies. Yes. There we go there, little J-Wolf. There we go there. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.